this is Donna Maria from IndieBusinessNetwork.com, and this edition of Indie Business Podcast was recorded live on the air at WIXE Radio in my local community. In this interview with on-air personality Reed Alexander, I shared some of my story as well as what entrepreneurs need to do to be successful in today's challenging economy. I offered practical advice that you can put to use in your own business right away. I hope you enjoy it. Good morning. It's 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and this is uh, kind of new for a Saturday. This is uh, Reed Alexander sitting in with you. Got a very special guest in the studio from Indie Business Studios. I wanted her to come in because she's new to Monroe. And, of course, on Saturdays we have Ask the Experts. So I wanted to bring her in and talk about small business and kind of the struggles with small business, but about herself and, and just kind of the what she's seen in the industry when it comes to opening up new businesses, and she's all about that. I want to introduce Donna Maria Coles-Johnson from Indie Business Studios. Welcome to Wixie. Good morning, Reed. Great to be here with you and your listeners. Thank you. Well, you know, let's just dive right in. First off, let's give out your website. IndieBusinessNetwork.com, and Indie is spelled I-N-D-I-E. And what I think is really cool, uh, one, your website looks fantastic, and you have a lot of videos on there, which give out tips and advice. Yes. What made you want to get into this line of work? I want to encourage the success of small business owners and family-owned businesses. That's it in a nutshell. Okay. I have a passion for women in particular. Um, I coach and mentor them all over the country to help them start businesses, build their brands, generate more sales, and use technology to be successful in business. Well, for the next little while, Donna's going to be in the studio with us, and feel free to call us. If you're a business owner or if you're possibly thinking about opening your own business, she can really help you and give you some advice. 704-283-1190. But what I want to do, Donna, is start at the very beginning. Okay. You know, before you were doing this, mm-hmm. I-, I believe you told me at one time, you, you are a lawyer. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not practicing anymore. Not practicing, but, but still, I, yes. that's a lot of hard work to become a lawyer and then now to become kind of a small business guru in a way. Mm-hmm. To, what happened there? What was the transition like? Well, I practiced law for almost 10 years. So I had a long career as an attorney. I had a very fun career as an attorney. I really enjoyed it. Um, but after 10 years, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. And back then, which is a little bit of time ago, um, it, you know, there wasn't a lot of flexibility in the workforce back then. I was unmarried. I didn't have children. But I still wanted flexibility. And I find that women want that today as well, Reed. So I started looking around for other things that I could do. And the first thing I did was I tried to find a part-time legal job. I tried to find something that maybe I could do from home. or And they're just it just didn't exist. Yeah, so. you know, the legal field, it seemed, it, you use so much work. I it'd be almost impossible to find that on a part-time basis. Well, it was, but it's not now. Really? It's not now, no. People are, uh, law firms and, and corp- corporations that need attorneys are far more flexible now. Why? Because technology has advanced and it's allowed it. But it didn't exist at the time, at least not in the robust way that it does now. So actually, honestly, to tell you, I learned how to make soap. I learned how to make soap. And I know that Is that a metaphor? out of the blue. Is no. that a metaphor for real? <laughs> no, I really did. I really did. I learned how to make it, and I saw other people starting businesses doing that, and I loved it. I fell in love with the medium. We're going to have soap-making classes at Indie Business Studio to help people start and be successful in bath and body businesses because that's kind of what my original niche is, and that's what we do now. We have members all over the country and in this area as well. In making lot of members soap. in North Carolina. 
they make beauty products. Yes. Wow. So, sugar scrub. And they're making a living doing it and supplementing the family income. And some of them have even grown businesses that are very, very large by, by small business standards. But fast forward to today, I, I quit my job. I opened a retail store making and selling soap. Soap. Yes, I did. And I did that for a while. And um, actually, I lost my shirt. So I went back to work back during the days when you could actually whip a resume out and go get a job. <laughs> I did that. Um, but after a couple of years, again, I, you know, I just really wanted to do something that really made me a little more happier. Again, law was great, but I think I had sort of gotten to the point where I wanted to do something else. So I began to explore other things. And I started this organization, the Indie Business Network, to help people be successful in business because their beauty products were better than mine. But I knew how to start a business and I had a legal background. So I was able to combine my passion with something that I thought I could really do well, which was help people start businesses and coach and mentor them so that they could be successful. And then I could be successful as well doing something that I love to do, but not making soap because my soap wasn't all that great. It wasn't? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I can make it now. You would use it. But my members make amazing products. So go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com and check out the member tab. You can see more. But that's why I decided to start the organization. So you've made some soap. What are <laughs> other, you know, that's something that maybe someone listening at home right now would think, yeah. you know, I never thought about making soap, but that's, I'm true. I mean, you can make a living from that. What yeah. are some of the other items that someone could mm -hmm. possibly make at home and have a living? Uh, any kind of bath and body product. I mean, there are regu there are regulated, so you have to learn the regulations, but um, that's not that hard to learn. You label a product, there's some other nuances, but you can do that. Um, you can make home-baked goods. North Carolina has a, a cottage baking laws. Really? So, yes. So you can do that. There's even uh, three commercial kitchens in our state where people can go if they don't want to make it at home or if their production's a little bit too big. There's one about to open in Concord, or maybe it just recently opened. A commercial There's kitchen? A, a commercial kitchen, yes. You can do personal chef where you can make the food for your customers, busy moms at, at work who don't have time to fix meals. You can start a personal chef business. If you have any area of expertise, you can write a book and sell it on Amazon and build a business that way. You can open a small shop, uh, which is what I'm doing downtown on Haines Street, um, and you can maybe open it with some other people. And there's a variety of different things you can do. If you're an artist, you can use technology to sell your art. There's so many places online where you can do that. And then it, when you combine that with a local community presence, you really have a one-two punch there because you can get sales from the Internet from anywhere in the world, essentially. And you can also have the support of your, your own community, which is also very, very powerful. Of course. And, and that's what we want to do is encourage anybody listening that, you know, if, if you've always been good at one thing, you know, mm -hmm. we've heard some of those stories. Uh, for example, uh, Big national brands, maybe like Marie Callender's. You know, how do you think she got started? You know, right. this this woman making, you know, bread and, and, and sausage products and says, you know what? I've always been told that I make the best yeast rolls. Mm -hmm. You know what? Why not go into business for myself? Then boom. Yeah. I mean, Baskin Robbins. I mean, you know, I'm always told I made great ice cream. Boom. Business. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if you go to any of the local farmers markets here in the Charlotte area and in Monroe and Waxon, you're likely to see handmade soap there. You can, uh, there, there are beekeepers that are, you know, generating an income, you know, maintaining bees and selling the honey. Local honey is great. It's much better um, than honey that's produced elsewhere for people that live in a local area. 
So support your local beekeepers. And the, the, there are just so many things that you can do. And you can grow it as big as you want or as small as you want. So if you really just want something that, you know, essentially just makes a profit, but only just ahead of inflation, so you're not losing any money, you can do that. If you want to make a little bit more so you can contribute more to your family's income, you can do that. And if you really want to grow big, you know, by small business standards, you can do that. And then if you want to grow big by big business standards, you can do that as well. So if and, and the other thing that's great is that with the Internet and the advancement in technology, being able to bring us the stories of these people who have been successful that we might not otherwise know about, you can watch and be inspired and see exactly what other people are doing. When you go to someone's website, you can see exactly how they're running their business. What do you think? Let me ask you a question. We've seen there's a lot of businesses that make it big and small business owners might say, well, look at that big franchise. That was a lot of luck or, you know, Mm -hmm. that was just great timing that Mm -hmm. they came on the scene. You have businesses and now tell me if I'm wrong. Some business owners are thinking, well, I want to be competitive. So I want to offer as much, let's say a a diner. I want to offer as much on the menu as possible so that when people come in, whatever they're feeling, they can get as much of whatever they like or as many different options. And then you have places like Chick-fil-A, for example, mm-hmm. that only have a few things on their menu, but they do it well. They don't worry about what everyone else is doing. They do what they specialize in, and yes. they seem to be more successful. Yes. What, there's always that distinction of, well, trying to do everything and then specializing. What do you think about that? I think that for a new business owner, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is trying to do everything, uh, especially if you're making most of the things yourself. If you can be known for something and known for it really well, you, you, you provided the example of Chick-fil-A. Um, I'll give you an example of some uh, successful bath and body product manufacturers, just a company, I won't mention it, but they made lip balm, and that's all they made, seven flavors of lip balm. And they just sold seven flavors of lip balm to stores all over the country, and that's all they did for years. A few years after that, they introduced body wash. Why? Because they had a platform. Because they had created a foundation that was profitable selling a few products that they could make really quickly and sell really fast. That They were colorful. The labels were really nice. So they invested in that. But they didn't burn themselves out. So what you don't want to do is put yourself in a position, Reed, where you're making so many things and providing so many things that you don't have time to market. Marketing is a substantial uh, uh, resource. It takes a lot of time. Not a lot of money, but it takes a lot of time. So if you, if you hamstring yourself by having a million things to do in terms of producing your product and serving your customer, you won't have time to market. So thank you for that question because it gives me an opportunity to share with people that is you can save yourself a lot of trouble if you just focus on a niche first and then build on that. I, I, would, I mean, I agree with you. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, because in my industry, we support and grow local businesses. I'm always out in the community trying to do what I could do. There's a business, you know, uh, O'Neill's Donkhouse. They're over on Roosevelt Boulevard. Right, they make right. fantastic hot dogs. Yes. They have other things on their menu, right. but their niche is hot dogs. Yes. And you can guarantee that when you go over there, you're going to get a good hot dog. Uh, and then there's always smaller businesses that pop up. But uh, I would love to get your opinion on some of the, the common pitfalls or mistakes that mm-hmm. business owners make when they're new into business. Well, you just touched upon one with that great question about spreading yourself too thin. I think another one is not embracing technology. I see this frequently because it looks so big. It looks so, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And I want to push the right button. And what if I push the right button and it's the wrong button? You know, but I think, again, starting small with just very small things. 
But ignoring technology today is a big mistake because where are people going when they're looking for something? If they're looking for a radio station in Monroe, North Carolina, they, you know, they, they might look in the yellow pages, but maybe nine times out of 10, they're going to go on the internet on yes. their favorite search and they're going to go uh, radio stations in Monroe, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and they, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put yourself in that mix, then for a segment of the population, a segment of your market, you don't exist. You do not exist. So do do simple things like understand how technology works, understand how to start a website, understand how to start a blog, which is a really um, it, it, people get a little bit bent out of shape when I say that. But it's not as hard as it looks and it will grow your business. So I often say if you want to generate an income, you know, what are you willing to do? And most people will say, well, you know, I'll do anything. OK, well, then let's sit down at this laptop. And let me show you how to use a blog to do that. It's all about recognition uh, when it comes to the Internet. I, I know a little bit about it, mm-hmm. but recognition on the search engines. The yes. more more things yes. you sign up that's free, uh, for example, Twitter, Facebook, yes. LinkedIn, Blogspot, if you want to write blogs. There's also a mm-hmm. great podcasting website called Podbean. There is Instagram, all these things that you could be doing. And if you sign up on all of them, that when someone Googles your name, they're all going to be at the top of Google, which right. people will find you easier. Right. And, and that's a really good point. I'm so glad you mentioned those because it, they're, they are such wonderful options. You and can they're reserve, free. They're free. You can reserve your brand name on them. Um, a, a small caution um, is not to do them all at one time if you're new. Okay. No, that's start, great. Thank you for bringing that up. Right. We'll start with uh, two or three. Now, you can go reserve your name on all of them, which is easy to do. But you don't have to start actually using them all at one time because starting a business is a lot of work. You know, one of the things I want to do is I want to have some time with my friends and my family and, you know, go out to lunch with my friends in the local community and things like that. So I don't want to do this all the time. So you have to be really wise about how you spend your time. So go reserve those spaces, but make it your business to start with two or three so you can learn and grow slowly from there. You know, I feel so bad. People say, people say, if you're going to, start your own business. Mm -hmm. You better be ready to work really, really hard for a really, really long time Mm -hmm. for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I talk to local business owners and I say, when was the last time you had a vacation? Mm -hmm. And and they're like, what vacation? Right. Uh, Right. Is it possible? And I know it all comes down to who's helping you. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of trouble in the area. I found, talk to business owners, they have trouble finding good qualified employees. Yes, uh, that is a challenge. Um, and in particular today, um, as we know, companies large and small are having uh, challenges finding people. Um, there's a couple things you can do. Um, you, you can kind of look really close to home. There may be some people in your neighborhood, in your community, who need some part-time work. But they don't know how to look for people like you because you're not a traditional business with a storefront on Main Street. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But it still might not be that easy to find you. And it's not everyone's first intuition to go onto the Internet and just start looking for local businesses you know, who need employees. So look around yourself. Be really, really proactive about know exactly what you need. First of all, you have to know exactly what you need. How many hours a week do you need? What exactly do you want this person to do? Because the more specific you can be about what your needs are, the easier it's going to be for you to find someone to match those needs. The other thing you can do is go and you can get a virtual assistant. So you can hire someone. A virtual assistant? Yes, you can hire a person 
if what you need done is not physical, like making your cookies or making your soap or whatever, you can hire someone to help you with your blog. You can hire someone to help you manage your Facebook presence. And these people can be anywhere in the world as long as they know how to use the technology and you teach them about your business so they can speak in your voice. So you can find help. You just really have to know exactly what you need. That's a, that's a great point uh, because there's so many people out there, that, like you said, that uh, that the companies are looking for people. Then there's a lot of people looking for jobs yes. as well. We got a phone call. We'll go straight to the line. Hi, you're on the show with us. Uh, yes, what time are you swap shop? Ah, the swap shop question. That will be on Monday. Now, you're new to the station, Don. I'll let you in on this secret. Uh, regardless of whatever's on the station, people will call up and ask us about the swap shop. Now, Don has okay. been in Monroe for a little while, but she might be unfamiliar. Swap shop is where you buy and sell things on the radio. We do it Monday through Friday, 10 to 1130. And we do it on Saturdays from 730 to 8 o'clock. But regardless, people are always curious when we do the swap shop. So, yeah, you know, feel free to call us if you have any questions for Donna here. Talk about businesses, 704 283 1190. One of your videos on your website, Donna, that mm -hmm. I thought was great and something that a lot of business owners might not think about, the idea of needing help. Mm -hmm. People go straight to family. If you're a mom and dad, a mom and pop store, mm -hmm. the idea of leaving the business to your family, I think is a very common issue. Sometimes it works great. Other times not. Now, you give some advice for working with children, and I, I would really love to hear what you have to say. Well, um, th thank you for watching that video. It was kind of fun to do. All of my husband and my kids were in the room when we did that video, so there was a lot of um, restlessness going on, shall we say. But one of the things that I feel is very important as a mom, and I know many of my uh, small business owner friends and other moms do, is to train our children for the society and the world that they're going to be living in. When I came out of college, when I came out of high school, I could get a job doing almost anything. I mentioned I quit my job, and a year later, I put my resume out there, and two weeks later, I had a job. Nice. After taking a whole year and a half off, that's uncommon. That would be very uncommon today. So I think we have to train our children to understand what entrepreneurship is all about. How does it work? Train them to understand that you can work from anywhere. You can work from home. You can work from a traditional office. You can be a traditional employee. You can have your own business. You can do both because you get off work and you can come home and you can create something. And I think that's very important, a foundation to lay for them because they're not going to have the same kind of job market that I did. So coming out for them is going to be very different. I want them to come out of high school with basic principles and understanding of how to start a business. So when they're laid off, and notice I said when, when they're laid off, because it will happen at some point in their career. They're not going to have the same job for 50 years, even if they want it. Something's going to happen. So, so you're saying that in this in this day and age, you don't see many people working the same job for no, you 50 don't. years. You don't. You don't. And, and, you know, there's some good things about that. And there are some challenging things about that, because when it doesn't happen, my dad worked the same job for 30 years. That that would be uncommon today. Um, but 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 I, so I think we need to prepare them for that possibility. Now, some people will still work the same job for 30 or 40 years, and that's great. A job is a good thing, no matter where you can get it. But I think we need to be ready. We need to be ready in a new way to be able to branch out and do something a little bit different. And watching your parents do that as a young age means that if you have to do it one day, you're not going to be starting with, oh, my gosh, you're going to be starting with, well, we've done this before. We can do this. Let's just, you know. Our mindset is already there. Now let's just roll up our sleeves and get to work. 
how many people throughout you have connections nationally, locally, statewide, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps some international. You have contacts mm-hmm. all over. People starting their own small businesses. I would think that some people have no clue what they'd want to do. Mm-hmm. They say, I have this desire to have my own business, but I don't really know what kind of business. Uh, is there a process to kind of figure mm-hmm. out well, what they're more inclined to be good at? Mm-hmm. Well, you want to think about a couple things. And, you know, I, I do have those national and international connections, but I'm a, I'm a North Carolina per- girl now. I, my mother was re- born and raised here. Um, in North Carolina, and uh, my husband and I and our family have been here for seven years. So we're new, but we're not new, new. Sure. Um, but I, I think there are a couple things you want to think about. Um, what are you good at that other people aren't? Like if you make the best cheesecake ever, and my cheesecake's not so great, and people are interested in that, in your cheesecakes, well, that's that's a, that's a clue that that's maybe something you could do. Now, uh, you may not be the best cheesecake manufacturer over and over again, so you have to think about that. But think about what you're good at that other people aren't good at. Think about what you enjoy. Because just because you're good at making cheesecakes doesn't mean you like it. So see if you can find something that you like. Because even though you'll eventually hire help, you're going to have to do it a lot yourself. And if your help quits or you can't find any, you are going to be doing it yourself. So combine your passion, something that you really enjoy, with something that you actually do well. And then you want to look at how much of, of a life you want to have. What do you want your life to be like? And I think this is what pe- a lot of people might overlook. They'll look at how much money they want. They'll look at it. Doesn't, but I want you to look at what you want your life to be like. Because if, if you love to cook every Sunday, you might start a catering business. You're going to be cooking every single day. Do you want your life to look like that? What's your family unit like? How does your spouse feel about this business idea? You want How many children do you have? Do you have time to do this? So you want to look at what you want your life to look like, Reed, and then you want to build a business around it. You don't want to start a business and then go, okay, now let me fit my, my life in around it. Then you never get a vacation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, that's perfect the way you said that because I feel so many business owners, they fall in that common pitfall of having their life revolve around their business. Right. Don't, don't want that. Now, there are times when that will happen. So, for example, if, if you do the county fair every year and you make the cherry pies, well, your life is going to revolve around that business for a certain period of time. But what you don't want to do is create, so you want it to ebb and flow. You don't want it to be the question you ask someone was the last time you had a vacation and their eyes glaze over because they can't remember. That's not good for us. It's not good for our families. And it's, it's, it, 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 you don't want your business to become a handcuff. You want to enjoy it. So create something that you feel like you can enjoy. And I think that's what a lot of people, again, as I said, they overlook to get so excited about the business. And it's great because it's exhilarating to start a business. And it is really exhilarating when those sales start coming in, right? Absolutely. But you, you, you want to create a lifestyle first and then build a business to support that lifestyle. So the goal is what kind of life you want to have, build a business around that. We're inside the studio. I'm Reed Alexander with Donna Maria Coles-Johnson from Indie Business Studios. You're listening to The Mighty 1190. We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back with more, talking about just local businesses and business owners. And and perhaps you're sitting at home and you make really good cheesecake. You can have your own business. We'll talk about that more in a moment. It's 1027 on a Saturday morning. We are live inside the studio. I'm Reed Alexander with Donna Maria Coles-Johnson from Indie Business Studios here in Monroe. New to Monroe, but been in North Carolina for a while. You're local. Yes. And we're talking about businesses uh, and dur- over the during the break, we we've been chit chatting all about <laughs> business, and I thought you said something very profound, and and it's just kind of sad. We see a lot of businesses come and go, 
And a lot of times it seems they give up. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. How how should business owners approach opening a business? Oh, wow, that's a that's a big question, but a good one. Um, again, I think the first thing, Reed, is to really decide what kind of life you want. Because while people may give up on a business, they usually don't give up on life. And so if you have this idea about what you want your life to be like, where do you want to live? Uh, who do you want to be with? Do you want children? Do you not want children? How many vacations a year do you want to have? What kind of house do you want to live in? All of those things will help you decide, number one, whether you want a business, and number two, how much of an investment you want to make in it of your time and your money. So that's the first thing you really need to define for yourself. No one else can do that for you. But if you know what you want, then your next step is, how do I get it? Now, you can get it a couple different ways. You can get a job. You can inherit some money. You can do a lot of things to support your lifestyle. But if you want to start a business, you need to have an idea and you need to have a product or a service that people want. And what you do to find that, read is you look around at what other people are doing. If you have three or four things in mind and you don't know which one to pursue, go out into your local community or go on the Internet and find other people doing those three or four things. Look at what they do. Subscribe to their newsletter. Go to their event. Ask them what they do. Listen to their radio show interviews. Find out how they do it. So you educate yourself about how these other people are doing it. If, if they've been making cheesecakes for 10 years and they're still profitable, they're making money. Yeah. So make it your business to find out how. Go to uh, the Union County Chamber of Commerce and, and introduce yourself. They have free events. They have networking events that are very low cost. If you want to become a part of the local business community, go where the local business community is. Want to learn how to swim? You got to be around water, right? Yeah, you got to be thrown in. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do have to be thrown in. Um, and entrepreneurship is very much like being thrown in every day, something new. You're being thrown in. Um, and you, you get used to that, though, and you accept it. Why? Because you have this idea, not of, of, of how you want your business to be first, but it's how you want your life to be. If you want to learn how to do it, hang out with people that are doing it. And I think it, it comes down to is people, when you hear the idea of starting your own business, people, uh, they probably make it. I'm, I'm trying to watch my words here. They probably make it seem way more complicated than mm -hmm. it could be mm -hmm. because we, we've talked about starting a business from inside your home. I feel like yes. the stereotype is when you start a business, you got to find a storefront, you got to have a name, a brand, you got to be able to open the door and have people come in and right. see you. Then there's the idea of, well, you make baked goods at home, you sell them over the internet. Well, you, you build a brand, you build, you build into that. If you want to have a store in 10 years, position yourself for that. Learn how to run a store. You can read books, you can go to retail store conferences. You can learn how to do these things. Now, you do, you do need some time to sure. do this. But again, if you're going back to what you want your life to be like, you're looking at how much time you have, right? If you have a full-time job and you're working 40 hours a week and you have three children and you're also maintaining a marriage and a household, your time is limited. doesn't mean you can't do it. It means you need to pick a, a business that allows you to get what you need to get done in the time that you have. It also means you need help and support, particularly from your, from your significant other, you're living with other people. That's a really important thing that people overlook as well. Because when, you know, I always tell my kids and, 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 my, and my clients, when mommy has a business, everybody has a business. <laughs> so if you're making cheesecakes, there's going to be cheesecakes on the kitchen counter when everybody wants scrambled eggs. Okay. So you have to incorporate this once again into your lifestyle. What kind of life do you want? So talk this over with your spouse. Make sure they understand what you want to do. If you both want the same kind of lifestyle and you feel like you can contribute to that, 
they should be on board with that because you're a team, right? So try and work this out. I'll, I'll have an example of, of a member here, uh, one of our members at Indie Business Network in North Carolina, who's doing just this, Sarah Soaps and Such. She's out. Uh, Sarah Soaps and Sarah's Such. Sarah Soaps and Such. Nice. Her name is Sarah Nesbitt. She's uh, near in the Wilmington area, and she makes, guess what, soaps. And she's incorporated her entire family into this venture. Her children help her. They wrap her soap. They help. They, they blog on the website sometimes. She teaches them how to do this while she's also selling the products herself. And it's a home-based business, and she does quite well. It's, there's a lot of seasonality to it, but she does quite well, and she enjoys what she's doing, and she's training her children as she's also bringing money financially into her household. That's that's great. So that's somebody that's really close to home. And yes. you said in the Weddington area. Uh, uh, Wilmington. Oh, sorry. Right. I, we do I, have I some in the you. Charlotte area, too, but she's in, she happens to be in the, the Wilmington, Wilmington area. Wilmington. So what are mm-hmm. other, let's say, local Monroe businesses that you're seeing out either they, they've talked with you or you see out in the community that mm-hmm. are doing really well? Well, my goodness. I mean, just down, downtown, if you walk down the street, you'll see some. <laughs> One of the newest ones is the um, Franklin Street Coffee Company. Um, a young lady, a very wonderful, cute little shop. It's got free Wi-Fi, plenty of space in there for you to bring your friends and mill around and have a good time. Good coffee, good good uh, muffins. You know, you, you that that we needed that. And she's she's a wonderful personality, and I love going in there. So that's that's just you know again, just it's a small space. It's decorated very nicely. It's very homey, and it's a place where. If you have guests in from out of town, you don't feel like cooking, you want to have coffee with some of them, you can take them there. So she's just started. She's very new. Um, but it's it's just a wonderful idea, and she's very young, too. So my, I haven't talked with her about this, but my guess is she kind of knows what she wants her life to look like because she could be doing some other things. Location. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so important. That is right there in downtown Monroe. Right. I've driven past it several times. I think it's a Gotta good location. Got to stop and get some coffee there. Yeah, I, I, if I drink, you know, the thing is, Donna, I don't really drink much coffee. Okay. Um, tea. But I got tea. Tea, and I love muffins. Okay. And, and there's the idea, there. the idea of competition and location, you uh-huh. know, the proximity to your competition. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that the idea of competition and location are really quick excuses for why business might fail. Right. How important is location compared to the quality of products that you put out and kind of the way you run your business? Well, it kind of depends on the kind of business you have. If you have a retail store, for example, your location is going to be important. How important kind of depends on where you are. If you're in a city where there's a metro, well, you probably want to be located, if you can, on the bus line to the metro or near the metro. Now, your price is going to go up the closer you get to that. Um, but you want to be a place that's accessible. You want to have good parking if you can, accessible parking, if not free. If it's not free, at least make it easy for people to get there. And you really just want to be out there in the community talking about what you have. Because if you do that, if there's a market for it, people will come. You mentioned the hot dog place. People will drive for miles around because I can make my own hot dog, but I can't get a hot dog like that. So it's a 20-minute drive for me, but I'm going to go because me and my kids, we really want hot dogs right now. We want good hot dogs, and we don't want to have to clean up ourselves. So we will drive for that. So once you build that brand, again, it's about building a platform for what you want to sell. Once you begin to establish yourself, and again, use technology to do this. If you have the best hot dogs in the world, what should be all over your Facebook page? (laughs) Pictures of... Hot dogs. The best hot dogs in the world, right? So once you start doing that, especially on a place like Facebook Read, people will get hungry. 
They will hit that share button. Oh, my girl, Rosie, my friend, she just said she wanted a hot dog. She's in town this weekend. I'm going to tell her about this place because that does look like a really good hot dog. And it could be shoes. It could be hats. It could be T-shirts, embroidered T-shirts, whatever it is. You have an audience for that. You have customers for that. And you make sure they know, number one, you have a good quality product. Number two, you want to serve them more than anything else in the world. And number three, when they come to you, they're going to get your undivided attention or your staff's undivided attention, and you're going to fulfill their needs. And this is how much you're going to charge in exchange for that. We have a saying here at the radio station. We talk to businesses all the time. We tell them, if your doors are unlocked, you need to be inviting people in to do business with you. Yes. All the time. You can't take a day off. Laziness is something that will happen to us all. We all have our lazy days. But if Mm -hmm. you're opening your store... You got to be attentive. You got to make sure that your customers are happy. If you are working from home, you got to make sure you're always checking your emails. You never know when someone might send you an right. email and you right. might look over it for a little while. Right. What do you what do you think? And this is sort of a deep question, but you're out and you're here in Monroe. You see a lot of local businesses. How is the scene of local businesses in Union County? What I mean by that is, do you think we're seeing an influx of local or do you see think we're seeing a decrease in local businesses in Union County. I think we're seeing an increase. However, they're not visible. They're not as visible as they could be. And my hope is that through Indie Business Studio, we can encourage that to happen. Uh, you know, at the Seacrest building, for example, on the second floor, there are artists up there mm-hmm. painting pictures that are sold in galleries all over the country and some internationally. Um, there are people in homes throughout. I have one of my members, uh, Truth Girl Cosmetics. She manufactures a mineral makeup, and she's got beautiful branding, beautiful packaging. She's in her home, so no one knows about her. Well, I do, and some people do, but they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. What I'm seeing is a need for mentoring and coaching. So, okay, I've got this great product. What do I do? Well, Donna Maria said go on the Internet and look around. And I go, yeah, but I still want somebody to help me do this, and I understand that. Indie Business Studio is here to fulfill that need because I think it's there. Now, here we, I can be a test study, right? Did I, get, did, I, did I do my research right? I haven't done this yet. We're not opening until October 3rd. So I have to, uh, I have to, I've done my research. I think it's there. I hope, I hope we are supported because we want to support the local community in business. And that takes effort. So are, we want to be visible in the community. We want to make sure that people know that we're here to serve them. So I do think it's there. I really think it's there. I think it's there in small towns all across this country. But the next step after you have that business idea and you've sort of sort of started getting it chugging along in your home, people don't know what to do after that. And we want to be able to help them understand what to do and give them the tools to do it. Besides promoting themselves, which is a major part of any new business, promoting mm-hmm. yourself, What are other issues that you see business owners having? Costs. You have to know how much it costs for you to produce that cheesecake because that's the only way you can know how to sell it at a profit. So if it costs you, you know, $2.50 to produce a cheesecake, you can't sell it for $3. You can't because that's not enough of a profit for you to bring back and buy all all the supplies you need and hire people. So you have to know what your costs are so that you can properly price your products. The second thing is you have to pay yourself. So when you think about the cost of that cheesecake, don't just include the the flour and I don't even know what goes in a cheesecake. I, I cheese? admit cheese. Oh, well, cheese, yeah, <laughs> cheese sugar? and um. Well, thank you. <laughs> Whatever goes in it. I don't, I don't eat. You cheesecake. know, I guess you know you have um, you know sugar like you said, but 
whatever it is that you're making, you want to make sure that you build in as a part of your costs a salary for yourself, right? And you want to make sure you build in a salary for people that you're going to be paying to help you make those cheesecakes in a few years. Because you don't want to have a price hike, you know, a couple of years into your business that's massive because you haven't built in enough profit margin to sustain your business and its growth. And that's a great, that's a great, that's a great idea. I mean, be optimistic. Imagine 10 years from now, you start off making cheesecakes in your home. And then mm-hmm. 10 years from then you have your own store. You want to keep your prices the right. same. So just right. incorporate. That's a, that's a smart right. idea. Well, well, I mean, you want to raise your prices, you know, every 12 months or so. Anyway, okay. you've got to keep up with the inflation. Um, you don't want to raise them crazy, but you certainly don't want to have to quadruple them because you didn't pay yourself. And now all of a sudden, you know, your, your husband's like, Hey, you know, we're not making any money on these cheesecakes. Well, I have to quadruple the price so I can, you know, pay myself. You want to figure those things out on the front end. And if you if you start with what kind of lifestyle you want, obviously, you're going to think about paying yourself. So business is about generating a profit by selling a product or service that people want to buy so you can generate income. I mean, that's that you want to pay yourself. How, how many business owners do you think, let's say in our area here in Monroe and Union County, how many business owners do you find that aren't paying themselves? Because they don't have the money to pay themselves. Well, I don't. I don't have a number, but I think I think a, some people start off not paying themselves. So, so let me just say this: there's nothing wrong with starting off that way, okay? But not for a long time. You 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 want to start off that way only because you're launching, right? You're in launch mode. We have early discounts, so so for three months you'll be able to buy our cheesecakes at a discount. But this is just our introductory price discount. So you want to try and build in stepping stones so that you can do that. But I do think that a lot of people, because they're so anxious to get their products sold, if someone comes along and says, ooh, a $2 cheesecake, I think I'll buy it, um, that will happen. Um, But what you don't want to do is create a platform for the business where your customers start to expect a $2 cheesecake forever. You don't want to do that. So you want to build into your business launch plan an introductory price and then a plan that includes increasing that price over time as your business grows. Do you do you think you mentioned the introductory price being a little cheaper so that you kind of mm-hmm. launch yourself into the community? A lot of businesses I know I talk to, they 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 get these coupons. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this argument of, well, if you start putting yourself out there in coupons, then people are only going to use it when they have the coupon because they say, well, I want a cheesecake, but you know, in a, in a month or so, I know I'll get a coupon for it. I'll just wait. I'll buy a cheaper cheesecake from Walmart or whatever instead of buying the homemade one. And then when the two months coupon comes around, I'll go and use the coupon. What is? Do you do you find that to be a problem? Well, I think it's a challenge because um, a lot of a lot of everyone's customers do have sort of a coupon mentality, and many people. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I want to save money for my house. Sure, I have coupons in my purse now. Um, but I think when you're a niche brand, when you are starting something that is niche, and this is really important too, if you're selling those cheesecakes, you don't just want to have cheesecakes. You want to have a brand of cheesecake. So whatever name you give that business has to be fun and exciting for people who like to eat cheesecake and for people who have parties and other events like that. So what you want to do is, of course, you want to have sales. Of course, you want to have coupons. What you don't want to do is to create a um, impression in your customers that they can always wait for another coupon. So don't do it all the time. Do it sporadically. Do it only around certain holidays um, when you when you know the sales are going to be be you know more than usual. 
and you can, you know, make up for any difference that you might lose. Do it around your own holidays that you create. So, you know, our anniversary, our, our two-year business anniversary is coming up. Um, but you, and you, you can also do it around limited edition cheesecakes. So, for example, you know, the fall is coming up. So you have, you know, pumpkin liqueur or something like that, limited edition cheesecakes. You can charge more for those because they are limited, limited edition. edition. Right. So you can, you can subsidize some of your products like that and sort of cross, cross the money over. So you have things that are like loss leaders that you might lose a little bit of money on so that you can get people in the door to buy some of the other products that cost a little bit more. We're, we're running up on a break, but we'll, we'll, we will take a phone call. Hi, you're on the show with us. Yes, sir. Y'all having the swap shop today or not? Uh, the swap shop's on Monday through Friday, 10 to 11.30. There's another one. There's another one, Donna. Uh, maybe I should go into the swap shop business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think your place perfectly in the niche that you need to be. But we'll take a commercial break. Hear from our friends at Linwood Learning when we come back. More with Indie Business Studios and Donna Maria Coles-Johnson. It's 1049. You're listening to the Mighty 1190 WIXC. I'm Reed Alexander. A special interview, you know, during our Ask the Expert series, I wanted to bring in an expert about business because I just find it very interesting. There's a lot of local businesses. You know the term mom and pop, but there's other businesses that are bigger than that, that that are curious about how to increase their business. And then some that are just like a tiny little baby of a business and they're, you know, making soap, you know, and they want to grow it to be something better. And I, I wanted to bring Donna Marie, Donna Maria Coles Johnson in the studio because you do have a business and it's in Monroe called Indie Business Studios. And yeah. I, I think you mentioned the idea of mentoring, and I think that's what you want to bring to Monroe. We do. Um, and mom and pop is hot, by the way. Mom and pop is—they're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Again, I think I, I hope that, you know, that everyone knows that there's there's great value in that in that local small business. Um yes, Indie Business Studio and you can go to indiebusinessstudio.com and learn a little bit more about it, but we our grand opening is on October 3rd at 5:30 and I want to thank the Union County Chamber of Commerce for supporting that and they're coming over for a ribbon cutting. Uh every all the team over there has just been fantastic um in in helping us get things started. So, um October 3rd, uh 206 North Haines Street right across the street from the old courthouse. We're going to be there from 5.30 until 8. And we're going to have raffles. We're going to have uh, chocolate uh, chocolate um, fountain. Uh, you have a chocolate uh, fountain. Have, we are going to have a chocolate fountain. We are going to have Treehouse Vineyards will be there, a local them. winery here. Um, we are going to have um, uh, a um, cookie company is going to be there. We're going to have uh, raffles, as I said. So we're going to have a really good time introducing what we have to offer to the community. And yes, we are going to be doing mentoring and coaching, almost like an incubator for people who are doing business alone and they don't have, they, they don't know where to go and um, they want to be around other people that are like them. And so the networking that we're going to offer is going to be very valuable. We'll bring you together in community. We're going to have a monthly show and share where you can come in with your product or your service and tell people about it. So you can, network and, and swap business opportunities and collaborative opportunities with people. We're going to have uh, coffee hours uh, once a week where you can come in and have some coffee and we'll have some locally produced uh, goods like you like muffins. You got to come in and check it out sometime. So we're going to bring people together in community around building a business and making money and enjoying themselves in the process. 
I, I know that business owners, all every business owner out there in the area can come to Indie Business Studios. Yes. But if there's someone sitting at home thinking, you know, recently I got laid off. I never thought about making cheesecakes for a living, but mm-hmm. I do make one heck of a cheesecake. Is this a is this a yes. place where they can go even if they don't own a business? Show and share. Come and show and share what you have to offer. Um, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, this is the place for you. If you're not interested in entrepreneurship at all and you know that, Come and have you know the cookies, but um, enjoy, you know meet some other people. You can do business with those people, right? You can buy some cheesecake from the local manufacturer. Um, but our our core and our niche is people who are starting businesses, even people who have a business. You may need some help with your social media. Our first training is going to be an introduction to social media for small business owners on October. Let me see what date that is. Uh, read here, October the nineteenth, from nine to two. So you can come to Indie Business Studio and be able to register on the 3rd when we have our grand opening. But you can come and you can learn. We're going to show you. We're going to roll up our sleeves with computers because we have Wi-Fi there and we have plugs and everything. Show you how to do it so that you can use technology. It's free to build your business and get new customers and build your mailing list of people that you want to communicate with on a regular basis to let them know what you're doing in your business and where they can go to buy your products. Wow. I yes. mean, you know, if if I'm making cheesecake at home, I want to come over and uh, not only would I want to try out what other businesses are there with their products, get some soap or cheesecake, yes. but, yes. Uh, you know, it's it's just a tool that someone can use to use Facebook. So the October 19th, October 19th, October is the 19th. first event. Um, it's, it's our first training, social media, introduction to social media for small business owners, October 19th from 9 to 2. But our grand opening is October 3rd Which is at just 5.30 like p.m. A couple weeks away. It's a couple weeks away, yes. Yeah. So we're very excited about that. The ribbon cutting's at 5.30. And uh, we're going to have raffles, as I said, every 30 minutes. Um, we're going to have some uh, prizes that you can win. So get there early because there will only be while supplies last. Um, but it's, it's the place to be in Monroe if you have a business or you want to start a small business. All right. Well, you know, we, ha- we have about five minutes left before we go into today's homeowner radio show you, you've been around the block with local businesses what is one of the most unique items that you've ever seen someone make a living making or having oh my goodness um oh you kind of want to put you i don't want to put you, you, you on the spot I, can, I just have to think about it for a second but in the meantime i will tell you a story of someone in in the um in in our area Again, who's who's um, been creating uh, her mineral makeup? That's not unique necessarily, but well, it's, her it's focus unique. is because it's it's all it's called uh, Truth Girl, and so what she does is she reaches young ladies to help them feel good about themselves and to help them with their self esteem. And so her whole brand is built around being able to do that. So the interesting thing is though is that she's not selling mineral makeup; she's selling an experience for those young girls. What do you mean? What I mean is um, you can get mineral makeup anywhere, right? If you, well, maybe not you, but certainly I could women, if I wanted You it. can purchase it. You, you could. You can go online. You can go downtown to the local store. Um, you can go to a local drugstore, and you can buy makeup. What you can't get everywhere is a line of makeup that is specifically designed to encourage your daughter and to help her appreciate herself as a young lady. So that is what I mean by the experience. Nine times out of ten, when you have a product to sell, you don't want it to be a commodity. Oh, it's just mineral makeup. Oh, it's just cheesecake. No, this is cheesecake made with local honey. 
This is mineral makeup that is specifically designed and the colors are designed to help a young girl who's just starting out using mineral makeup to appreciate herself, you know, and understand how to apply it so she can present herself in a positive way to the world. So, so you, you, you tie in exactly what you're selling, like dollar for dollar, with the idea and the experience that you want people to have. People can go lots of places for business counseling. There's lots of places you can go. But there is no indie business studio except for ours. There's no place that is trying to pull those local people out from behind the doors that they are into a place where they, their products and their gifts and their things that they have to offer the community can be spotlighted. We're going to bring you together in a place where you can't go for anything else. So it's the experience that we want to be able to offer people. October 19th, or, or it's an introduction to social media. For small businesses. For owners. small businesses. What are some other events that, you know, you know, you haven't had your grand opening yet. And I know you have ideas for what right. events you'd like to host in the yes. future. We have no dates. But just, you know, what are some ideas, some other events you want you will be hosting? I'm so glad you asked. We're well, going go. to have um, people teaching um, classes on how to open a personal chef business, for example. We will, and these will be personal chefs who know how to do it. They know what the regulations are. They can tell you exactly what to do. How do you find a commercial kitchen? How much money is it going to cost you to start this business? How do you promote this business? How do you deduct your gas when you're delivering people's meals? So we're going to have those sorts of things. We're going to have soap making classes for people who want to learn how to make soap and also sell it. So we'll have bath and body classes as well. We'll also have some branding classes. How do you build a brand? How do you start a business that's going to last into the future because you don't want just want to sell cheesecakes for a year. You want your cheesecake business to build something for you because you want to take a vacation. You want to get paid. So you want to be able to continue to offer something far into the future. So it's not just about that. It's about building a brand because we want people to have a platform that they can use to build into the future. We're going to have classes on personal branding. How do you build a personal brand? You may have Donna Maria's cheesecake, but what if you don't feel like doing that anymore? How do you create a platform that you can use in your life so that you can start as many businesses as you want from that particular platform? Think of people like Martha Stewart and Oprah. Um, they've done that. They have different brands. They have a magazine. They have this. They have that. But they also have themselves. So we want to teach people how to do that because into the future, you're going to want to be doing other things perhaps. And if you have a personal platform to do that from, then, then you'll be able to do that. And I, and I do that very well, so I can help other people do that. We are running out of time. I'm Reed Alexander <laughs> with WIXE inside the studio with Donna Maria Coles-Johnson from Indie Business Studios. Donna, I'll, before we go, I do want you to give out your website a couple more times as well as your phone number. Well, our main website is Indie Business Network, um, but you can also go to IndieBusinessStudio.com, and that's where you're going to find the specific information about our studio in particular here in Monroe. The phone number is 704-291-7280, and we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. And again, her grand opening is October 3rd. Thursday. From what times again? Thursday, October 3rd from 530 to 8. And the chamber will be there. I'll try to be there. Uh, and we'll be doing a grand opening celebration for you. Uh, and you, you made it sound like it's going to be like a carnival, so I, I want some of that food. It's all about the fun. And the, f- the food and the fun. The food and the fun, baby. Yeah, I love it. Well, Donna, thank you for coming in and talking with us today. I I found it all fascinating. Thank you for having me, Ray.